The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Is up, everybody. Jason, you there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh, just a fun Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yup, you gotta love it. Having a grand old time on this Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, right. I shouldn't be having this big rip keep me make me fall asleep, but that's okay. You know what I'm drinking right now? What's that? High C Ecto Cooler. Oh, yeah? That's right. High C Ecto Cooler. Nice. Because I'm in the mood for the Ghostbusters. Tomorrow night, bitches. Well, Thursday night. Thursday night, I'm going to be there. So last night, according to when the show comes out. Yeah, so it'll be last night. It'll already have come and gone. The moment has passed. <laughs> Are you oh. prepared to be disappointed? I don't know, man. Like, I've been reading some really good reviews as far as, like, the movie's concerned. So yeah, I hope... I've seen both. I hope that it's good. I don't give a fuck. It's still Ghostbusters. I'm stoked. I am so, stoked. On Sunday... Yeah. When I went out and hiking, I had thought that I might disappear. <laughs> I um so what happened? My buddies over at Sofa King podcast. Yeah. I suggested Missing 411 as an episode topic. Sure. And last week they did it. Yeah, I saw that. And then I was out in the woods hiking on <laughs> Sunday for like 4 hours in the middle of this state park. Uh, along some railroad tracks along the river where there wasn't anybody for miles. Shit. And I stopped to pick some berries. <laughs> I was sitting there like, uh-oh. <laughs> because that's one of the markers or whatever is people pick go out to pick, pick berries, berries and they never come back. <laughs> now, I know what berries to eat and what berries not to eat, and these were just regular blackberries, but I was still like, fuck. Shit. 
I'm going to disappear. No, I thought they did a good job on the episode. So that's awesome. Kudos to them. They didn't <laughs> I go crazy on it, but they also acknowledge that there's some weird shit about it. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm just trying to imagine you out in the woods with a fistful of freaking blackberries, just thinking to yourself, this is how it ends. This is, <laughs> this is it for me. You know, I've had a good run. Uh, I didn't have my cell phone on me either because I just wanted to go out in the woods. I didn't even have my car. It was at home. Shit. And I just wanted to go out in the woods to get away from everything for a while. And yeah, they would have probably found me miles away and naked, (laughs) dead. Naked. Fistful of blackberries. (laughs) Butt-ass Well, I was eating them. I didn't like, like grab a bunch of them and carry them with me. That is great. I was also on... Paranormal Frequencies. That's David Glidden's podcast. Yes. He's doing it in a podcast form now rather than live form. Nice. So, Good for him. Pretty sure they're going to be on on uh, iTunes soon, but Sweet. right now you can find them on, I think it's just fourstateparanormal.com. I don't know if they have paranormalfrequencies.com or not, but you sh- people out there should go check it out because uh, you'll be able to hear me go into detail about everything for the conference. I'm getting pretty pumped for that, too, by the way. It's just over three weeks away. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I had some guy comment on my post, uh, like in one of the Missouri groups. Yeah. On Facebook, I posted it, and they were like, um, don't know any of these people. They must be all local. And then, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I, apparently, he. On, uh, I talked back and forth with him for a little bit, and he only cares about coming to see famous people, so... You got to be shitting me. No, he said he thinks that because they're famous, they know more. What? Yeah. That huh. is what it is. All right. Whatever. He's going to miss out. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> wow. Poor guy. It'll be all right, though. I promise. According to his Facebook page, which I'm not friends with him, so I couldn't see everything, but it says he's part of the Illuminati, so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's one of those. (laughs) One of those. Very nice, man. I got to tell you, I'm so fucking tired that I can't even see straight. So here's how my evenings have been for the past, I don't know, Speaking of which, what did you think of the episode that I just threw together? I thought it was great, man. The audio of me was off. For some reason, when I'm on this mic talking to you, yeah, and you record it. There's no background ro- noise, but when I record it straight, because I switched well, mics a little bit ago, right. my other mic didn't pick up very much background noise. But it it was a cheaper mic, so the connection started getting off, and I started sounding like a little gravelly and yeah. like robot. So I switched to this mic. No, dude. But, the, but no, it sounds great on here. I had to do yeah. some modifying to that because well, I had to turn off everything in here and it was still like <laughs> in the background the whole time. I actually recorded three times. The first Shit. time I did I did five news stories and it took about an hour. Oh, that's or about sexy. 45 minutes, but you couldn't hear me over the background noise. What happens here? Like when I'm doing this or whatever, obviously it records through the board into the Mac. And it's going through my board as well. Right. And so from there, though, I run us through about four different types of like filters uh, and 
boosting the audio and making it fat and full and all that shit. Yeah, um, yeah I, I yeah. tried to do that, but I only have like the free audacity. So sure, sure. So I recorded it like three times, and then I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do just <laughs> me introducing myself and then play some music." I thought it was good, man. I thought it was good shit. What'd you think of Shaggy's music? I love that shit. I think, yeah. um, I think we should reach out to Shaggy right now, actually, because I know you're listening, Shaggy. So here's the deal: yeah. you should probably just make us a brand new intro, thirty second intro song or what have you I, I i think that would be hot yeah yeah i think it'd be sexy he's crazy. got a rap in it though it's crazy sexy sounds. cool what do you mean you want He's, shaggy to rap well because the first two that i played it that, was just the the music just the yeah you know musical yeah. version of it and the last one i played he was actually that was him rapping in it yeah no, I figured as much. I was just saying for this intro, do you want him to rap because that could be sexy too? Let's 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 let him run loose on it. All right, so here's the deal. And then, yeah. uh, Shaggy, you, know, you go with what you feel. Whatever's in your berry patch or right in your wheelhouse, and you just fucking go to town. I'm not saying I don't think it's gonna suck, but if it does, I don't think we'll break his heart if we don't use it. But that being said, I don't think it will suck. I don't think it's gonna suck at all. I think it'll be good. So don't make it crap, Shaggy. I know you won't. But <laughs> I know you won't. I'm just giving you shit. Oh, that's great. So did you get any time to do research for this episode? No, fuck no. Are you kidding me? I have zero information in front of me right now. I'm telling you, <laughs> well, here's why. I got pages of it. Oh, that's good. So here's and the I deal. Like I have been it. freaking out. So over the weekend, I you know, obviously I finally finished... A Brush with Evil 2 is finally done, in the can, so to speak. Put it on to a DVD or whatever. Made it look sexy. And showed it to the cast on Sunday. Showed it to them. They flipped shit. Loved it. And so now I've been going over to Malvern Manor every goddamn night. And I have been preparing for this weekend, which is when we're premiering the damn film. And so I've got this one room, you know, the lobby area, the wooden room, basically. Yeah. It's the biggest room in there. Pretty much. Yeah. It could fit the most people. We put up a screen in there. Um, I blacked out all the windows. Um, Good shit. Um. But yeah, I'm telling you, we just got a shit ton of Malvern Manor merchandise as well. Uh, t-shirts, flashlights. I There's just, there's so much stuff. So much stuff. We got really cool uh, koozies, pens, all sorts of shit. But anyway, we turned one of the rooms in Malvern Manor that's never used and never really investigated in any way. We turned it into a store. So we got cash register displays everything but my effing god it has been ridiculous amount of work that we have been putting in over there so hopefully this weekend goes goes off without a hitch you know and hopefully people like the movie it's like i didn't realize that filmmaking was like 10% making the damn movie and 90% just shit 
<laughs> That's what it's become. So, lots of fun. Lots of fun. So, lead us into this shit. What are, so, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about Montauk and several different things about Montauk. You've heard of Montauk, haven't yes. you? Yes. Some people call it the Montauk montauk project but it's actually the name of a city there in new york yes it's on the eastern end of long island and it currently has a population of 3300 people because it's a whole like city it's not just the name of a base or whatever like that sure so the the area is named after the Montauket tribe who lived there in the 1600s. I'm just going to go through some history. First yeah, do that. Before yeah. we get to the weird and crazy stuff, uh, the Montauk Point Light, which is a lighthouse, it's the first lighthouse in New York, and it's currently the old fourth oldest active lighthouse in the U.S. Uh, during World War II, the U.S. Navy bought most of the eastern end. Fort Pond Bay became a seaplane base. The U.S. Army established Camp Hero with 16-inch guns to protect New York's shipping lanes. The base's buildings were disguised so that they would appear from the air above to be a New England fishing village. Wow. So they wouldn't get bombed. Yeah. Um, In 1957, the Army closed Camp Hero and it was taken over by the U.S. Air Force. In 1958, the Air Force built a 100-foot-wide radar dish. And in 1982, the Air Force base formally closed, and the military began selling its surplus property. Huh. Okay. In 1992, Long Island residents Preston B. Nichols and Peter Moon wrote a science fiction novel titled The Montauk Project, Experiments in Time, in which it is claimed that the radar was used by the government to conduct time travel experiments. Also claims that it drove the residents of Montauk mad, plus the government would steal their children. Holy shit. The book has been perceived by some to be true, and it is based on the or, and based on that, it has assumed something of a cult status among conspiracy buffs. The the authors have encouraged speculation about the contents of the book, writing, "Whether you read this as science fiction or nonfiction, you are in for an amazing story." They wrote that in their first chapter of that book. Oh, I see. Some sources report that Preston Nichols claims to have worked at the actual Montauk project and recalls it only through recovery of repressed memories. Really? Others, yeah. Others okay. say that he believes he was peri- periodically abducted to per- participate in other projects there as well. Damn. Um, much of the quote-unquote evidence for the claims overall come from that book um it claims that time travel was used there um to alter the outcome of the american civil war uh the sequels of the books claim that the moon landing hoax was partially organized at montauk 
Uh, scientists there formed a cult and made a 50-foot titanium ziggurat. Wow. Uh, bioengineering projects created the Jersey Devil. Black hol- helicopters were manufactured there. And that the AIDS virus was created there. This is all Holy stuff that was shit. in that that book and then the, the sequels of that book. So how many books are there entirely? I don't know. I didn't see that. Okay. Um, there was an X-Files episode based on the book. Damn. Or based on... Uh, had on Mon- not based on, but had Montauk in there. Um, Camp Hero State Park, 750 acres, was open to the public on September 18, 2002. There are plans to create a museum and an interpretive center that will focus on World War II and the Cold War that will be inside the radar tower. And some parts of the camp remain closed off and guarded to this day, especially the areas near the old satellite and military installations. That's interesting. So there's a lot of other... I mean, there's a lot of other history mixed in there, like shipwrecks and and what they did then and now. You know, nothing that was too interesting that I didn't leave out there, but... So, yeah, it just sounds like a regular military base uh, in the history, anyways. That's pretty impressive. But now, there are, now, uh, but a lot of people are, are looking at these books or this series of books or whatever as, as fact. Well, yeah, and it's hard. Looking into this, it's hard to find out if the chicken came before the egg or the egg came before the chicken. Sure. Because it's hard to tell because the book came out. 20 over 20 years ago now okay it's hard to tell if the stories that people tell came before that book or after that book yeah because there's a ton of people that have been interviewed as being kidnapped and stole or stolen and becoming part of these projects and they only figure it out through regression but those most of those interviews take place after the book had was written. So here are some supposed events yeah. that have taken place there. Okay. This is just a list of random ones that uh, somebody put together of all the different things that m- might have happened there. Um, experiments in teleportation, parallel dimensions, and time travel. Time travel is one of the main two because there's time travel and then there's psychological warfare testing. Okay. For the main two, but. All right. So on or about on August 12th, 1983, the time travel project there interlocked in hyperspace with the original Philadelphia experiment work back in 1943. So that's weird because it says that it was officially closed down in 1982. Huh. The USS Eldridge was drawn into hyperspace and trapped there. Two men, Al Bilek and Duncan Cameron, both claimed to have leapt from the deck of the USS Eldridge while it was in hyperspace Shit. and ended up, after a period of severe disorientation, at Camp Hero in the year 1983 at Montauk Point. Here, they claim to have met John von Neumann, the famous physicist and mathematician, even though he died in 1957. Von Neumann 
had supposedly worked on the Philadelphia Project. Now, almost all literature on Montauk includes a reference to the Philadelphia Experiment. They think they're intertied together. Okay. That either during the Philadelphia Experiment, they traveled to the future and ended up in Montauk in 1983... Or something that scientists did in 1983 affected the Philadelphia experiment in 1954 or 1943, because it's all just speculation. Obviously, we don't have any hard facts on anything they actually did there. Right. But so damn. yeah, we'll get more into that in a little bit. But okay, um, there's some more stuff they think might have happened. A portal or a portal in time was created which allowed researchers to travel anywhere in time or space. This was developed into a stable time tunnel. Underground tunnels with abandoned cultural archives were explored on Mars using this technique where apparently some kind of Martians had once lived many thousands and thousands of years ago. So it's almost like a Stargate type thing that they can focus on any time or any place in the universe wow. and you could travel there according to this theory that could be fun yeah and uh, apparently they you know if they were able to do this they went to Mars and found a bunch of tunnels underground with stuff in them like like museum kind of stuff wow um, which actually I read a, an account about a person that was able to do um Oh, what's that called? Astral projecting? He astral yeah. projects himself to Mars, and he saw the same thing. I remember you told me about that. Yeah, we'll I think you mentioned a... it. I think you might, might have mentioned it on the show at one point. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay. Uh, so another thing they think might have happened there. Enrico Chekhov, a Spanish-Russian dis- dissident, reported in 1988 after defecting to America that satellite surveillance captured during the 1970s showed the formation of a large bubble of space-time centered on the site, lending further support to the D1-based time tunnel research. After Chekhov shared photographs with a reporter from the New York Times, his apartment in Manhattan was burgled and the photos and were all that was taken damn so he tried to show them and I don't know why he didn't give them to the New York Times or a copy of them but somebody came and stole them yeah and that doesn't mean that it was the government it probably was but it could have just been somebody that seen his story and was like I need those photos (laughs) I gotta get my hands on this shit so another thing is a psychic or people had their psychic abilities enhanced to the point where they could materialize objects out of thin air. Huh. Stuart Swerdlow claims to have been involved in the Montauk project, and as a result, he says his psionic faculties were boosted. Damn. But in the but at the cost of emotional and psychological instability post-traumatic stress disorder and some other issues including being programmed with microchips and also through the use of psychotronic mind control damn man to say an alien supposedly designed a chair 
which an, an individual could sit in to boost his mental and pre-science powers. You a just prototype, sit in a chair? Du- <laughs> yeah, a prototype duplicate was given to Britain and put in a facility on the River Thames. So, what I picture with that is something like like Doctor X had yeah. on X Men, where he could has the big room that can amplify his powers. Damn. So that's that's one of the other main things is the the psychological stuff, and we'll get in more into that in a little bit too. That's All right. So another theory is the facility was expanded to as many as twelve levels and sundered several hundred workers. Some reports have the facility extending under the town of Montauk itself and interconnected with vast maglev tunnels networks to other deep underground military bases. Wow. Also known as D1 bases. We'll have to... I want to... In the future, I want to yeah. do an episode on underground bases. I know I, I would love that too. The one, one of the first episodes I was on, we did the... Yeah. I talked about the base here in Kansas City. So, let me just ask though. Let's say, hypothetically, you're working for some kind of a secret, I don't know, we'll call it government group, right? Mm -hmm. And you personally are working in one of these bases. You're seeing some insanely crazy stuff every day. Um, Do you keep quiet? Would you have the ability to keep your mouth shut? Or would you somehow leak some information here or there? I don't know. I would leak my shit. I would leak my ass off. That's what I would do. You probably wouldn't get picked for the job in the first place. Hey, hey, hypothetically, dick. (laughs) Well, not only that, part of the psychological stuff involved with Montauk is memory wipe. So most of the people that have claimed that almost actually almost all of the people that have made these claims all make them later in life when they start remembering things that they did there. Wow. So basically they were like freaking men in black, like flashy device and memory goes bye-bye mm-hmm. for a, a specific amount of time. Not not necessarily. A lot of them have that regressed or they, they would never remember. That's amazing. But now some of them are... Supposedly, some of them are now doing this uh, regression type therapy through hypnosis. I, yeah, I believe so. I mean, I, I know at that least that's a, what a the lot book of them would have come out of regression. Okay, so I mean, that's at least what the book would suggest. Yeah, I mean, I've read interviews with people not not from the book, interviews with specific people that weren't tied to the book, but they said that they were tied to the facility. Damn. And almost all of the ones that I've heard over the years have been some sort of... They, they were all... I don't even remember a single one of the interviewees that stated that they remembered that they... It, they, they that there wasn't a time that they didn't know. What I'm trying to say is they all had lost their memories yeah. and they had to be brought back in a future date. There wasn't a single one that just remembered being there until something happened in their life and they started recalling things. That's impressive. 
So I really want to know part, if this is true. Yeah. There's another part where it says Nikola Tesla, whose death was faked into conspiracy, what? was the chief director of operations at the base. What? Which, if they started in the 80s, would take him, make him 120 plus. <laughs> so he hung in there. He, yeah. Yeah, the timeline seems to be off because, well, <laughs> I mean, the timeline is off. No, I get you. In the sense yeah. that um, the military says they closed the base in 1982. Right. A lot of the psychological warfare stuff claimed to have happened there after that date, when after the facility was closed to prying eyes of the public. It's nuts. So, also, mass psychological experiments, such as the use of enormous subliminal messages projected and the creation of a men in black core to confuse and frighten the public wow. were invented there. Damn. So those are the main... And that's not even, like, a full list. This place has so much stuff wrapped around it that... And you said currently, it's probably though. just one thing. It's true. Even if we don't know what that one thing is, they were hiding something and they made up all these stories. Right. Too. But. I don't think they would do both. Why? Because the two main ones are time travel and psychological warfare testing. Sure. If Why would they do both at that same base? That's a very good point. Yeah. Unless there's some kind of, uh, maybe it's, like a hyper point on portal point on the planet, some kind of geophysical thing that makes that spot perfect for both of those kinds of testing. I mean, who knows? But other than that, I don't see why they would do them both there. Now this town, you said there's its population is what about 3,300 or so, but it's still in existence to this day. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, then the to- the town was never not in existence. Okay, but it's on Long Island, and it's right. only like a hundred miles from the biggest city on the planet. So, the time travel stuff for me, unless it had to be in that spot, if they didn't know, you know, because it would all be theoretical. So I I would be really surprised if the government hasn't at least looked into time travel just to see if it's possible, at least tested some stuff. I'm not saying that they they were successful, but I would be highly surprised if they didn't at least try some stuff. No, I would totally agree with you. I think it would be... But I don't think that they would test it 100 miles from the biggest no. city because what if like some something happens, something comes through or some kind of explosion happens? They, we don't know. Yeah, we would have zero idea of what to expect. I think they'd do it in a more isolated area is what I mean. But we should the, go. The, the, the other thing, the, the psychological warfare stuff, one of the main claims is they would abduct people. Yeah. And mostly, like, teenage boys and stuff. They would need to be close to a, an area that's populated then. Huh. Yeah, they would. But... Damn, man. I wonder what the people of Montauk think about all of this. 
Well, you could go up there and actually. I think we should go there and the interview some of people. You can just go walk around. Yeah, I think because we should do this though. State park. Right, right. I'm just and saying. I think have we done should go all kinds there. Of documentaries on it. Have they? I need to find some of these documentaries. Well, they go up and walk around. I don't know if they're much of a documentary, but there's okay. lots of video of people going and walking around and asking questions and stuff. You find that shit on YouTube? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so let's touch on the time travel stuff a little, just a little. Well, actually, yeah. I already did it more detailed. Um, it's all the time travel stuff, for the most part, has to do with the Philadelphia experiment and that one or the other affected. 1983 or 1943. Huh. The other thing that actually ties into the psychological stuff, and I didn't think about this when I mentioned why would they put them both together, some of the people claimed in their regressions that they were kidnapped victims turned into Manchurian candidates to pull off political assassinations. What the fuck? Some of these people that claim that claim that they were sent to a certain point in time to kill people. Like way far back, hey, kill this guy while he's like seven years old or whatever before he has even either that or like, interest in the presidency or anything. What if um I don't know, say fifty years from now or forty five years from now. There's something that Obama did while he was in presidency right now that we don't know is going to affect us the way that we did. And 45 years from now, the world is falling apart because of it. They send somebody back to kill him right before that happens. Then the then the witness goes or the 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 perpetrator goes back to his time. Then you just find some patsy to to take the fall for it. That's pretty badass. That could be what happened with like JFK and RFK yeah. and Martin Luther King and everybody else. Who knows? Oh. Maybe somebody from today went back and killed Lincoln because of something he he did that <laughs> we don't even so know about. Shitty. Because he was killed before he actually did it in our timeline. Everything was so shitty. They're like, I'm going to build a time machine. <laughs> what I don't know is why nobody's gone back to kill Hitler before he right. did his stuff. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That's a very good question. Like, why wasn't he just taken out? Slimy little bastard. Anyway, so, yeah, most of the time travel stuff deals around that. There is also other just mundane stories about time travel testing. But the most interesting, too, are the Philadelphia Experiment, which is actually only called the Philadelphia Experiment because it happened in Philadelphia. It's That project was actually called Project Rainbow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I did not know that. You've heard of the Philadelphia Experiment, though, right? Yes. Yeah, that, that was supposed to be... But, the two there's two theories on that as well one is time travel yeah and the other one or time travel or time space travel like traveling from one place to another without actually teleportation the other one is uh trying to cloak a ship or make it invisible right anyways we won't go into philadelphia it's <laughs> it's freaking nuts buddy it's freaking nuts so 
you have you ever seen Zoolander? <laughs> I think I watched Zoolander maybe one time ever. And I'm pretty you, sure that I was only maybe 20% invested in watching. Do you remember the part where they take Ben Stiller's character and they brainwash him? I don't to think To kill so. a, some guy at a fashion show. I don't think I remember that. Anyways, the facility <laughs> yeah. they take him to and the, the stuff that they subject him to makes me think of this psychological warfare stuff, the brainwashing stuff. Now, sure. that's just a Hollywood movie, of course. But or I don't is know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So, anyways, some of the stuff about the psychological warfare stuff. These are theories about what, what happened there. The military focused the efforts of the Montauk Project primarily on mind control experimentation. They gathered young males, kidnapped or not, with psychic sensitivity. And in some cases, they supposedly even kidnapped these test subjects. See, I should have read the rest of the sentence before I interjected my part. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I read it when I put it on there, but anyways. These boys would sit in a specially developed chair aimed at enhancing their latent psychic abilities. This chair was being blasted with energy waves that allowed scientists to control their young subjects' minds. Amazingly, it was discovered that the most adept of these young psychics were able to focus on objects so intensely that the objects would momentarily physically materialize. That's It's just fucking crazy to think about, though. Yeah, I mean, but can you think about the possibilities of that? I'm out of beer. I don't want to drive anywhere. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> or the less... Uh, you probably couldn't focus if you were out of beer, but... That's a good point. Um, Yeah, you probably What if, fine. like, when I was out in the woods, what if I broke my leg and I needed... A splint? Like, crutches. Crutches. <laughs> or a doctor? Manifest a doctor. Yeah. Be like, yep, you broke it, all right. (laughs) So it says, legend says that the most noteworthy wielder of this power was a young man named Duncan Cameron. Now, he's also, I'm not sure about this guy because I wasn't able to find a whole lot about him that wasn't about this stuff. But he was also one of the ones that supposedly jumped off the USS Eldridge and ended up in our time, or at that point in 1983. yeah. His experiments on the powerful Mr. Cameron led scientists to realize that their efforts allowed them to manipulate reality, not just spatially, but temporarily as well. In other words, they had become masters, not just of physical space, also of time. Wow. Um... Many people have had regression therapy sessions where they stated remembering being taken and subjected to the same sort of testing. That's what I meant. Like, I've, I've I read, you know, probably six interviews with different people, and they were all the exact same thing. They were taken, kidnapped from their home, taken to this place, placed in this chair, 
and had things tested on them. And some of them talked about after that point, not being able to control themselves. They, they were just like watching themselves go assassinate people. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the broad strokes, but it doesn't get much more detailed than these two things. I mean, I'm going to, I want to check out these books. More details. I mean, you think this stuff sounds crazy. Yeah. The other stuff that I'm not even going to bring up is wild stuff. I really? mean, which could be true. I Give mean, me... I mentioned a lot of those when I started reading the. Yes. The... Yes. All right. So do you have any in-depth things of the craziness? Just give me one of them. Like, well, I mean, caca duty shit crazy. Like just crazy. Like how AIDS was manufactured there or something like that. I don't have that one, but okay. I did read something that um, they theorized that this place had a sort of museum of actual real historical people. That they time traveled back in time and kidnapped these people right before their death and saved them so that they could be cataloged and accessed at any point in time. Wow. In some kind of like almost like zoo facility where they were just in rooms or cages underground taken care of. Yeah. But yeah, almost like a like a human zoo. Well, no, I, what I was thinking was like Bill and Ted's Excellent I was going to say it. I was going to say it. God damn it. Ugh. I mean, why wouldn't you? If I'm they're going to die at that moment, moment anyways, and according to them, they had the, you know, ability to keep these people alive no matter what, which right. I don't know why that wouldn't be used now, but. That's, Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, alive for how long? To most of this stuff, the theory of aliens always pops up. I mean, I didn't Damn bring it. much into this stuff, but I knew, most of them. Oh, I fucking knew somebody it. Somebody said somewhere <laughs> that it's because aliens, friendly aliens, are helping out that they're able to do any of this stuff. That's kind of when every when anybody gets asked, "Well, how is this possible?" Most of them say, "Well, it's because aliens have helped us." Yeah, that's true. But how friendly could the aliens be if they're freaking like, you know, kidnapping 13-year-old boys? Ask those parents how friendly or how good the intentions are of the abductors. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's all about uh, perception. How are uh, you seeing unless this? They're, you know, you know depends like on your socialist or communist aliens that believe the the betterment of the whole over the needs of the few sure so they probably don't care most of these people were returned yeah returned but there is there is another thing that has to do with Montauk that doesn't even have to do with the base okay and it was only from a few years ago you remember the Montauk monster yes I was that okay that's I was waiting for it I'm like where's the monster but yeah, I do remember this. The or monster hearing about actually, this. theoretically, comes from a different place. It just washed up on shore there on Montauk. Oh, okay. It actually, the conspiracy behind that, 
which I want to do a whole another episode on, is Plum Island. Have you heard of Plum Island? I don't know if I have or not. So Plum Island, here I'm going to scan ahead so that I can say what it is. First, I know what it is, but I want to get the exact. It's yeah. like a Plum Island is a center for disease control for animals. So it's Plum Island Animal Animal Disease Center, wow. where they test on animals or take diseased animals and test on them, so that they can keep outbreaks from happening within the animal population. Makes sense. So it's like the CDC, but for animals. But it's an island, and they actually have diseased animals on that island. Sure. And they, one of the theories is, is that this animal came from there. But I want to do a whole episode just on Plum Island. What is the uh, like the proximity of the two? Well, I know the Plum Island's in New York. Okay. It's, so, I mean, it's wa- fairly you know, There's close. water in between it, but it's it's right next to Long Island. Interesting. They interested. No, no, they they were going to move it to the middle of Kansas. Really? They were gonna take it off an island and put it out in a facility out by K State University. And I don't know if they ever did that or not. It could be out there now. It could be. But there was a lot of people fighting it because if one of those animals gets loosened into like cattle. Oh yeah, uh, shit. Man. But let's go into the Montauk monster here. Okay. So it was an animal carcass thought to be a raccoon at the time was or now was washed ashore on a beach near the business district of Montauk, New York in July 2008. The identity of the creature and the veracity of stories surrounding it have been the subject of controversy and speculation. It is not known what happened to the carcass. It is said to have mysteriously disappeared. Damn. The story began on July 23, 2008, with an article in a local newspaper, The Independent. Jenna Hewitt, 26, of Montauk, and three friends said they found the creature on July 12th at the Ditch Plains Beach, two miles east of the district. The beach is a popular surfing spot at Rheinstein Estes Par- or State Park, okay. owned by the town of East Hampton. Which is on Montauk. Yeah. She was quoted as saying, We were looking for a place to sit when we saw some people looking at something. We didn't know what it was. We joked that maybe it was something from Plum Island. So, <laughs> see, they knew what was across the, the yeah. bay there, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it says, Her color photograph of the creature ran in black and white under the headline, The Hound of Bonnockville. The takeoff of the name Bonnockers, which referred to the natives of East Hampton. So East Hampton's right next to Montauk. Damn. The Hound of Bakersfield. Okay. Anyways, the lighthearted article speculated that the creature might be a turtle or some mutant experiment from the Plum Island Animal Disease Center before noting that Larry Penny, an East Hampton Natural Resource Director had concluded it was a raccoon with his upper jaw missing. There were rumors that the carcass had been taken away from the site. A local newspaper quoted an anonymous resident who claimed that the animal was only the size of a cat and that it had, a, it had decomposed to a skeleton by the time of the press coverage. Sure. She would not identify its location for inspection. 
Hewitt claimed that a guy took it and put it in the woods in his backyard. (laughs) But would not say who or where. Her father denied that his daughter was keeping the body's location a secret. I don't know why she would have to keep it a secret. Yeah. I mean, unless she was threatened. (laughs) So Hewitt and her friends were interviewed on Plum TV, a local public access television show. Alana Navitsky, an employee of Evolutionary Media Group in Los Angeles, California, passed a photo of the creature to Anna Holmes at Jezebel, claiming that a friend's sister saw the monster in Montauk. Holmes then passed it along to fellow Gawker Media website, Gawker.com. Nice. Which gave it wide attention on July 29th under the headline, Dead Monster Washes Ashore on Montauk. So it got changed from East Hampton to Montauk in the storytelling. Cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman of Cryptomundo first coined the name the Montauk Monster on July 29, 2008. Shit, man. So go ahead. It just makes me wonder. What are what are the locals? What are their thoughts about all this? Because you know that there are crazy, like you said, there are people that have gone out there already with cameras. They've tried to document as much as possible. What do the locals think about these guys? About people like us, basically, who would go out there and do this? Probably shit. tired of it. I mean, I'm sure they are. There's also claims of UFO sightings in Montauk. A lot of them. So, Naturally, I mean that's around any Air Force base or even old Air Force right. base. Um. So maybe we see. should do that. We should just go there. Yeah, start asking questions. Absolutely. Maybe ask the wrong question. Get people all pissy. Get chased out of town. What do you yeah. think? Let's do it. <laughs> You're like, like, yeah, sign me up. Am I paying? <laughs> yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the monster has been discussed on Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theory. I remember that episode. They were talking really? about Plum Island, actually, more than just the Montauk Monster. I'm so, on August sure. 4, 2011, the Montauk Monster was featured on the second episode of the third season of Ancient Aliens entitled Alien and Monsters. So, I didn't see that episode. I don't know. But I wonder if they're talking about uh, if, they, if they thought it was an alien. I don't know how it would make it on that show. What season was it? Second episode of the third season okay. of Ancient Aliens. Okay. Damn. Initial media reports included speculation that the Montauk monster might have been a turtle without a shell, although turtle shells are fused with the spine and cannot be removed in this way. A dog, a large rodent, or a science experiment from the nearby government animal testing facility. William Wise, director of Stony Brook University's Living Marine Resource Institute, inspected the photo along with a colleague. They determined the creature a fake. Although Wise's next best guess was that the creature could be a diseased dog or coyote, which had been in the sea for a while. Wise discounted the following general possibilities. Raccoon, he says, the legs appear to be too long in proportion to the body. A sea turtle. Sea turtles do not have fur teeth. <laughs> Rodent. Rodents have two large distinctive incisor teeth in front of their mouths. 
dog, or other canine such as a coyote. The corpse is dog-like, but the eye ridge and the feet do not match. Sheep or other ovine. Although the face looks somewhat ovine, sheep do not have sharp teeth. So, they don't, they, they, that person could only call it a fake because it doesn't match any other known animal. Paleozoological Darren Nash studied the photograph and concluded that the corpse visible dentition skull shape and front paws of the creature was a raccoon with its odd appearance merely a byproduct of decomposing and water action removing most of the animal's hair and some of its flesh. Nays disagreed with the idea that the legs were disproportionately long for a raccoon providing an illustration of a raccoon's body superimposed over the corpse of the photograph. Jeff Corwin also identified the carcass as that of a raccoon in a Fox News interview. I'm not sure who Jeff Corwin is. Is he an animal guy? Yeah, I think so. Some animal guy. Yeah, in 2009 episode of Monster Quest, cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman examined a latex replica of the Montag monster remains and similarly concluded that it was the remains of a raccoon due to a similar body structure and skull shape. So the majority of people now are saying that this is just basically a decomposing raccoon. Yeah, but it's also hard to say that um, they were only looking at pictures for one thing. Sure. And once one person says it's a raccoon, and if that person's respected, other people are going to fall in line and say it's going to raccoon because they don't yeah. want to look outside of what this respected person says. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's some kind of an alien. Shh, don't be stupid. It's a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I listened to Sofa King's most recent podcast, and they talked about, and I heard the, this before, and that would go along with this idea that I just had of this. They just did their most recent episode on the pyramids. Nice. And there's there's a lot of information about the pyramids that doesn't go along with what scientists say about it. And it's almost like scientists, they don't want to be wrong, so they just say that any idea that's not like their accepted knowledge of the pyramid is wrong because they don't want to be wrong. Well, that's about like about what they think, and it, that's how, because that's how all like Egyptologists are. No, that's how they all three-year-olds are. Yeah, but it's yeah. really rife in the Egyptologist because the government controls all of that. Because you, you know, it's their big historical site. Well, yeah, I get and that. And their history, shit. but. If anybody comes along with any idea that might be different from what's already thought to be the established thought on what the pyramids are, they're instantly shot down and not even looked into because the Egyptologists that have come up with these theories don't want to get wrong, be wrong. They won't even look into other stuff. So it could be these people, some respected guy, the first guy said, it looks like a raccoon. So everybody else will, yeah, it must be a raccoon then. (laughs) And there it goes. Yeah. Gotta love it. 
So the, the last part of it is, on March 30, 2011, an odd-looking unidentified creature was found in Northville, New York, and the student who discovered it found it to resemble the Montauk monster in a lot of ways. In July 2012, a similar-looking creature dubbed the East River Monster was found beneath the Brooklyn Bridge in the East River in New York City. And in December 2014, another dead body of a similar creature was found on a beach in Santa Barbara, California. Wow. So I haven't seen photos of the other ones. So there's a lot of, like, suicidal raccoons out there? Apparently. I mean, I don't know. It could be a raccoon. I was just thinking that. No, I'm just saying, like, it's sounding more and more legitimate with more claims, especially in different geographical areas. Does that make sense? Yeah. So lots of weird stuff going on in Montauk. Yeah. Now, I want to know, though, your thoughts on all of this, because I I don't know. What do you think is going on? Is there anything fishy going on in Montauk? Well, there's still some claims that stuff is going on there today, but I don't know about that. I can say that... more research is needed on all sides because somebody needs to come up with a definitive timeline of when people first told their stories that's a but that's still idea. hard to say a claim of memory wipe because that just because somebody doesn't remember something until after that book comes out doesn't mean that he was influenced by the book right for me, personally, it all sounds very convenient to probably hide something that was probably mundane in nature that they just felt like they needed to hide from us. Sure. Some of this stuff is so fantastical. It's not that I don't believe in the possibility of it. There's no way in my mind that all of this stuff can be true. There's no way I don't even think that most of it can be true. Maybe one of the theories about Montauk is true and the rest is just there to cover it up. But my theory is is all of the theories about Montauk are untrue and used to cover up something bigger. Well, either bigger or in their mind bigger, but not necessarily in what we see as bigger. That makes sense. It could be something as simple as they built a new weapon there that maybe we even know what that weapon is today, but they didn't want people to know what it is at the time. Right. So they came up with all these weird stories about weird things happening around there. So if somebody saw something, nobody would believe them. <laughs> I am, I'm at a total fucking loss here. There's like so much going on at this place. Yeah. Uh, I think it's become a fixation of people. I also think... I could see why. Or how that this could happen. I also think that the claims of people that say they think that there's still stuff happening there, they got to be wrong. Because if any of this stuff was true and it's out there now, they're not going to keep doing it there. Right. It's just like Area 51. They're not going to keep alien shit there if there's alien shit, if there ever was alien shit there. From my understanding, it's nothing but, uh, uh, (laughs) what the fuck do you call it? You're trying to quote Independence Day? No. Oh. No. (laughs) 
No, I was going to say um, stealth technology is what my understanding is of what's going on there now. Which, I mean, it's yeah. still super fucking secret and people need to stay away. I mean, I get that. Um, I don't even know if the government would do anything secret there anymore. The, exactly. Exactly. I don't think... That, I don't. Th- if I was in charge, I wouldn't have anything secret going on there. Fuck, no. Because everybody around the world's looking at it. Or a body. Or a body wants to be there. Checking out your shit. All up in your chili. Day and night. Rain and shine. So, yeah, send them to someplace fucking remote. Where would be the best place? Um, Delaware. Delaware? <laughs> no, I think they got it. I think they got it out west in the middle of nowhere. But that one, that particular place is too well known. Delaware? Delaware, I think, is too <laughs> close to populations. <laughs> Northern Alaska. There you go. I don't know if aliens could survive in that cold, but who knows? Just get him a blanket. <laughs> Take your go, buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. That's good shit, man. I enjoy the conspiracy shows. Yeah, more like everything else we talk about. More investigation is needed. Naturally, that's just the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah. Shit, it's freaking crazy though. I'm going to pull some stuff We up. should make a movie out of it like everything else. should make a movie. I love it. I don't, I don't know, man. Making movies sucks. No, you only say that right now. You'll want to do another one here in a few. I'm going to want to do another one in a week. I guarantee it. It's ridiculous. That's the way it goes, though. 913-730-7255. Uh, that's the ectoplasm show phone number. You can call it, text it, whatever. Leave us a message. Ectoplasm show at gmail.com at ectoplasm show on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. Bastard. Ectoplasm and show on, on Google Facebook. play. <laughs> uh, and, uh, give us a look at, uh, ectoplasm show.com as well. You'll do that. <laughs> I knew you call were going to Call me. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, I tell you what, guys. I hope you guys have a great weekend. We will be talking to you very soon. And peace out.